and that you would help us, Father, and just help, Lord, I don't know what the people hear, what they need to hear, I don't know what they've been going through this week, uh, but help me uh, to be a vessel that could minister to them tonight for just a few minutes. We love you, Lord, so much. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Okay, well, we're there in John chapter number 13, and we read a very famous story, well-known story uh, among Christians, when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, and I just want to point out a few things about this, and we won't be too long tonight, hopefully. If you pay attention, we won't be too long tonight. But um, just, just by way of introduction, let's, let's uh, you know, give you the context of the story. This is, if you remember, this is the night before Jesus is going to die. He's going to be crucified. We preached a couple weeks ago about the whole schedule there of how Jesus was supposed to die and how the Passover was supposed to be carried out. And uh, you can find that online if you're interested in that. But, but we find ourselves now, this is, uh, by our calendar, this is Tuesday night. That's why it says in John chapter number one, or chapter 13 and verse 1, it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, by our calendar, and this would be taking place on Tuesday night, and Jesus is going to be crucified on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. So it's the night before Jesus dies, and it's uh, not only that, but it's the night of the Lord's Supper. And if you look at verse 2, it says, and supper being ended. Now, I, I want you to understand this. When it says supper being ended there, it's not referring to the Lord's Supper or communion. Uh, that is, hasn't happened yet in the events of the evening. Uh, this is which is referring to the meal they actually had, the dinner they had on that night. It says supper, supper being ended. Um, so the events of this night, just so you understand, they had dinner. Jesus is now going to wash their feet. And then after that, they're going to have the Lord's Supper. And we're going to preach about that later, uh, later on. Actually, next week, um, just to kind of put a plug out there, uh, unless the Lord says otherwise, I think we're going to be uh, having a, a study next week out of John 13 and looking at the, at the person of Judas Iscariot in the Bible and a very uh, interesting and obviously evil character in the Bible. If that's something that interests you, I, I'd like to study out individuals in the Bible. So I think we might be doing that next week. And if that interests you, I just wanted to put, put it out there. But Jesus is going to wash his disciples' feet and then after that they'll have the Lord's Supper. And I want to uh, preach to you or teach you or uh, just have a Bible study about this, this thing. Uh, when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples and what we can learn from that. Point number one is this. The washing teaches us of salvation. The washing teaches us of salvation. Look at verse 4. John chapter number 13 and look at verse 4. The Bible says, He riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself after that he poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Now, you don't have to turn there, I'm going to read a few verses for you, and I just want you to listen. If you can turn there quickly, that's fine with me, but let me read a few verses for you. Acts chapter number 22, and verse 16, the Bible says this, And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. This was when Paul got saved, and many people, uh, I'll just say this, that has nothing to do with the sermon, many people erroneously believe that Paul got saved on Damascus Road. And they think, if you remember the story, Paul was going, Saul at the time was going down Damascus, Road. He was going to uh, persecute the church there, and Jesus Christ himself appeared to him, and a bright light threw him off his uh, horse there, and he, and he was blinded, and many people say, oh, uh, Paul got saved on the Damascus Road, but that's not true. And look, and if you were to say that, you know, then you say that, and he got, you know, Paul wasn't a Pentecostal. He didn't get saved off of an experience. You know, he just saw this bright light, and he was saved. The Bible says that he went into the city, and God had this man, who I just read about, Ananias, 
come and give him the gospel. And this is Ananias speaking to Paul. And this is what he says to him. He says, And now why tarryest thou? Arise. And he tells him, Be baptized. And he says, And wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So when Paul called upon the name of the Lord, like Romans 10 says, he got saved and his sins were washed away. But I, the reason I read that verse for you is because the Bible says this, Wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 and verse 9 says this, Know ye not, that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the Spirit of our God. So the Bible says, Paul was saying there, he said, hey, you guys were this, and you guys were that, and you guys had done and this and that, but he said, but ye are washed by the Spirit. Ephesians 5.25 says this, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Titus 3.5 says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercies, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Revelation 1.5 says, but from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in His own blood. Revelation 7.14 says this, And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest, and he said to me, These are they which come out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You say, why do you read all those verses? The reason I read the verses, though, I want to show you that when Jesus went down and began to wash the feet of His disciples, He was teaching them a principle about salvation. The Bible calls salvation. When you got saved, it said that you got washed by the Word. It said that you got washed by the Spirit of God. It said that you got sanctified by the Spirit of God. And when you get washed, then the Bible says you're saved. Now look at verse 6 in John chapter number 13. He's Jesus going through, and you got to understand, you know, what... Uh, this act is. I mean, you know, we, sometimes we read things and we don't understand. I mean, you, you understand, the, these men, these are grown men, and Jesus literally is taking, you know, the Bible says He took off His, you know, He took His clothes that He was wearing, and He took a towel and girded Himself. Now, you know, I don't have time to go into it, but that, that word gird, girding yourself has to do with getting ready for work. I mean, He, he took the towel and He uh, put it around Him, He, he kind of just brought up His coat that He had there, and, and He got down, and I mean, could you imagine just coming to church and then just, you know, getting a bucket of water and just going through and washing people's feet. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want anybody touching my feet. I don't want anybody even looking at my feet, and, and my wife would appreciate that. You know, if you ever see my feet, you would understand why. But, you know, feet, you know, they're not the most appealing thing, I guess. You know, if you can think of, uh, you know, for, you know, they can stink, especially, you know, in those days, they were, you know, they didn't have shoes or whatever, like we do now, you know, they might have been walking around with, you know, whatever. Um, and Jesus is doing something that's kind of just weird, you know, it could be a little humiliating, going out and washing his disciples' feet. But the Bible says he went through, and he washed a few of them, and if you look at verse 6, it says, Then cometh he to Simon Peter. So he came to Simon Peter's, you know, it's his turn to, to have his feet washed. And Peter said unto him, Lord... Dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Now, you know, what Peter was saying is this. He's saying, he, Peter would not allow Jesus to humble himself to the place where he would allow Jesus to wash his feet. But, uh... 
you know, and, and Peter, and Peter's a big part of the story, and you'll, you'll see why. Go with me just real quick. Keep, keep your finger in John 13, because we're going to come back to it. But go with me to Mark chapter number 16, and look at verse 21. Mark chapter number 16, and verse 21. Peter had already earlier in Jesus' ministry, showed this type of attitude towards Jesus. Because if you remember, washing of somebody represents salvation. And he came to Peter, and Peter says, you know, he asked him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And and he says, yes, you know, I'm going to wash your feet, you don't know what I'm doing. And Peter says, you will never wash my feet. And Peter has already showed this type of attitude when it comes to something like that. If you look at Mark chapter number 16, and look at verse 21... The Bible says, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto His disciples how that He must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. So Jesus begins to explain to His disciples, hey look, i got to go into Jerusalem and i got to be killed, i got to be put to death and I'm going to do this so you can be saved. And look at verse 22, Mark, Matthew 16, 22. Then Peter took Him. I'm sorry, did I say Matthew? Yeah, Matthew. Matthew 16, 22. Matthew 16.22 If you go to Mark, you know, it's not bad. It's still the Word of God. But Matthew 16.22 Are you guys, where are you? Are you in Matthew or Mark? I told you, you got to pay attention. It's not going to go fast. No. Matthew 16.22 Alright, Matthew 16.22 Look what Jesus, well, Peter responds. He says, Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Can you imagine that? Rebuking Jesus Christ. So he began to rebuke him, saying, "Be far from me, Lord! This shall not be, uh, you know, this shall not be unto me." But he turned and said unto Peter, "Get thee behind me, Satan! Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men." So we see there again. Jesus is telling, "Hey, I gotta die." I gotta go into Jerusalem. I gotta be crucified because I'm gonna give you salvation. And Peter has this attitude where he says, No, you know, you're, this isn't gonna happen. And God, Jesus Christ, responds to him and says, Hey, get thee behind me, Satan. Because he, you know, that wasn't the best thing for Peter, obviously. And Peter was, you know, misunderstanding what the whole purpose And then again, when Jesus is washing their feet, trying to give them an illustration, trying to give them a picture of what salvation is, he gets to Peter and Peter said, You shall never wash my feet. Go back to John 14. I'm looking at my notes. It's John 14. John 14. You know, and then Jesus responds. You know, it's pretty much this. He says, if, if, if I don't wash your feet, Peter, then you have no part with me. He's saying, look, you can't be saved. And, the, and w- what Jesus is trying to explain to them is this. Because, you know, Jesus uses it as a, as a good time to teach him. About the gospel. And, and Peter says, you won't wash my feet. And here's what Jesus said. If I don't wash your feet, then you can't be saved. If I don't wash your feet, then you have no part in that. And, the, and then when we're talking about being saved, we're talking about going to heaven when you die. We're talking about being saved from your sins and being saved from the condemnation of your sins, which is going to hell. He was telling Peter, he saying, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you're going to die and go to hell because you have no part in me. John 14, 6 uh, says this. Jesus saved unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So Jesus, you know, what he's saying is, look, I have to wash your feet, Peter, because there's no other way that you can be saved. And, and, and he said that in John 14, he said, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. He said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. You can go back to John 13, let me read this verse for you. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. The Bible says you cannot be saved. You know, if you think, Peter, that you can be saved, or you can have a part in salvation, going in some other way, you're wrong. You have to allow 
Jesus to wash your feet in order to be saved. You have to allow Jesus to wash you in His blood and the Spirit and the Word to wash you of all your sins. Otherwise, you have no part in Him. You say, well, can I believe in, uh, in Islam and still be saved? No. Can I believe in, 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 in uh, Buddha and still be saved? No. Can I believe in confusion and still be saved? No. Can I believe in work salvation? Can I believe in anything other than Jesus Christ? No. The answer is no, Peter. If I don't wash your feet, you have no part. Is what Jesus said. And then look at verse 9. You know, some people get frustrated with Peter. I like, personally, I like Peter. I think Peter is an interesting character in the Bible. Uh, because we get to see the humanity in Peter uh, more than other characters, you know, and I like it. But look at John 13, 9. Jesus explains to Peter, he says, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you're going to have no part in me. If I don't wash your feet, then no one's going to wash your feet. And obviously he's talking about salvation. Look at John 13, 9. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. I mean, Peter's a funny character, isn't he? I mean, he's saying, don't wash my feet. You know, thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. And he's like, well, just wash my head and wash me. You know, he's like, just give me a sponge bite. You know, Peter's a funny character. I think he's funny. Because, he, you know, at one moment, he's like, you'll never wash my feet. And then he's like, hey, well, can you just wash my whole body? And look at what Jesus responds to him. Because Peter, you know, Jesus allowing Peter to teach us some things about salvation. Verse 10, Jesus said unto him, he that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. Now, you say, well, well, what can we learn from this? Well, here's what we can learn, you know. Jesus explained to Peter, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And then Peter just changes, you know, the, the tune of his song, and he says, well, I, I want my whole body washed then. He said, I want you to wash my head, I want you to wash my hands. And we got to ask this question, Peter. Did Jesus say that he needed to wash your hands? No. Did Jesus say he needed to wash your head? No. Then why are you adding that to what... Look, Jesus out of all people does not need our help. Would you agree with that? I mean, of all people, no one would know better what you need for salvation or what you need for anything, really. You know, Jesus is not going to be uh, negligent. He's not going to, to, to not fulfill His duty, not complete His duty. Jesus said, hey Peter, I've got to wash your feet so that you can have a part with me. And then Peter says, well, wash my head too, and wash my head. And we would look at that and say, man, Peter, you're funny. Peter, you're silly. Peter, just think straight. If Jesus said to wash your feet, just wash your feet. But you know what? Tonight, you know, you can go out, go, you can go out soul winning with me tomorrow. We'll knock on doors and you, we, will, I, we can talk to person after person after person at the door. And here's what they'll say. Well, you know, I'll tell them, do you know for sure if you die today you go to heaven? They said, yeah, I know I'm going to heaven. I say, well, why, how do you know that? And here's what they'll say. Because I've been baptized. Because I go to church. Because I live a good life. Because I keep the commandments. And I'll say, well, you know, the Bible says that it has nothing to do with how you live your life. It has nothing to do with anything you might do, no work you might perform. It has to do with your faith in Jesus Christ. And here's what they'll say. Oh, I believe in Jesus. But I also think that you got to live a good life. Well, hey, Peter, if Jesus said to wash your feet only, why are you adding something to it? You see what I'm saying? The, the, what he's trying to teach Peter is like, Peter, just listen to what I'm saying. Because here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, if thou shalt believe, you know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, is what the Bible says. The Bible says, you know, uh, well, go with me just real quick so you can see. John chapter number 3. I love, I love the book of John, and they're, they're real well-known verses and basic verses. But if you look at John chapter number 3, look at verse 18. You know, I showed this to a young man who got saved uh, this morning. John 3.18. He said, he said, you know, and this is a sad thing. A 17-year-old uh, teenage guy, you know, I knocked on his door. I asked him, do you know for sure that you go to heaven? He said, he said this is what he said, I'm going to die and go to hell. 
I said, well, why would you say that? He said, well, here's the thing. I've never been baptized properly. He said, I was baptized as a Catholic, as a baby. I understand that's not a biblical baptism. And he said, I've never been baptized properly, so I think if I died right now, I'd go to hell. I thought to myself, what a sad thing to believe. What a, you know, to die and go to hell because you weren't baptized correctly. And I said, well, let me show you something. I went to John chapter 3 and verse 18. And I said, look at this. It says, he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. I said, where does it say that you've got to get baptized? Where does it say that you've got to repent of your sins? Where does it say that you've got to go to church? You've got to turn over a new leaf? You've got to do anything? It says, he that believeth is not condemned. And he that believeth not is condemned already. So he's saying, hey, if you believe, you're saved. If you don't believe, you're condemned. And this world and religion today, what they want to do is they want to take, they'll, they'll say, hey, yeah, you've got to believe in Jesus Christ. And you got to have faith in Jesus Christ. But then they'll add something to it. Jesus says, I washed your feet. And they'll say, wash my head and my hands. You know what I'm, you understand what I'm trying to say? People, the Bible says, believe and thou shalt be saved. And people say, believe and repent of your sins. Believe and be baptized. Believe and go to church. And the Bible doesn't say that. And Jesus, when he responded, he said, look, Peter. Jesus said to him, verse 10. He that is washed, needeth not... Save to wash his feet. But is clean every whit. And you are clean but not all. So he explained to him like, Peter, don't add anything. If I tell you wash your feet, just wash your feet. If I say believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Galatians chapter number 2 and verse 21. You don't have to turn there, but I'll read this to you. The Bible says in Galatians chapter number 2 and verse 21, He says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness cometh by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. He says, look, what Paul was saying in Galatians 2.21, he said, if I can become righteous by keeping the law, he said, then why did Jesus die? He died in vain. And if you believe that you're saved because you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you keep the law, then what was the point of Jesus dying? Why don't you just keep the law then? And, and that way he wouldn't have to die. He died because we can't keep the law. So what we can learn about this, about salvation, is that we don't need to add anything to salvation. You say, well, I, don't, I never really, I don't, I don't understand why, you know, what's the big deal? The big deal is this. I don't get it either, but, you know, I don't necessarily understand why, and I got, uh, uh, you know, what I think, and I'll show you here in a second, but I don't necessarily know why He chose to wash their feet and stuff like that. But if Jesus says, wash your feet, don't add anything to it. And you're, you're, you'll be very careful uh, to take doctrines of the Bible and just take the Bible, when you say the Bible, take it for what it says, Take it in this context and don't add anything to it. Because that's when we get in trouble, Peter. When we add all these other things to it, when God said, just do this one thing. So number one, the washing teaches us of salvation. But number two, the washing also teaches us of